Hey everybody, welcome back to Letterman Row and welcome back to the Horseshoe. It's October, there's football actually going on right behind us. Uh, the media viewing period is over, but we can still have a practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Tim May and Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward and, and guys, it, it felt normal a little bit. We were wearing, wearing masks and we were out in the stands, but we got to see football. The Buckeyes were out there. Uh, this is the new normal uh, and I kind of enjoyed it. The weather was crisp uh, to say the least. Uh, Kerry Combs and Austin Ward were in shorts along Ryan with Ryan Day. Day. Uh, yeah, I think everything looked normal out there. They were actually, we actually saw a little bit of hitting, right? Wow. Very, you, yeah. You know, it was more like tracking down, as they were talking about on the, on the interviews the other day, more like tracking down and tackling guys on the run. But uh, bottom line is we did see some hitting. We saw guys in pads. Uh, football season is right around the corner. It just felt like almost like a normal fall day. We wake up, you get to the stadium at 845, you walk goes in, the wrong way. I went the wrong way on the streets. Um, you know, it felt pretty normal to me, yeah. but uh, I'm just glad to see most of the team here run, running around. They seem to be having a good time. I think the, the thing that I'm always most shocked by is when you see the, the guys, just the way that their faces are, like they're so much happier when they can play football and you see it, the music's playing, the guys are excited and um, you know, for Buckeyes fans that have obviously been waiting a long time to see them back on the field, we're three weeks away and it feel, felt more real today than ever. I mean, you just, you still never know what's gonna happen between now and the 24th, but it felt more real today than it has. Yeah, it's, you slipped it in there, it's, you said it. Most of the team was here. We can tell you that not all of the team was here, but uh, at this point, uh, it's, we're not going to be naming names because that is subject to change. We don't know exactly what could be injuries, could have been classes, could have been something, you know, been a could have test. been a positive test. So yeah. um, Ohio State is not going to be making any sort of official announcements about that until the game of the or week of the game. They're going to have an availability report. So that's out of the way. We're not just going to go down one through nine. But don't leave everybody roster. hanging. Everybody I was interested in watching today, for the, the most key, part, was Justin here. Fields was here. Sean yeah. Wade was here. Wyatt Davis. Uh, if there was a major absence, then maybe we'd press the issue a little bit more. Uh, but there were not. And the fact that uh, you know Justin Fields was out there leading the offense, I think, is probably what people are most curious about. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, number three, I mean, I. You know, there were some guys there that I saw for the first time really in Ohio State uniforms that impressed me, not the least of which was Julian Fleming. Yeah. That's a grown man. Oh my goodness. I mean, that's a freshman, right? Wide receiver. I mean, he looks the part. And uh, Sean Wade seemed to be having fun out there. Uh, uh, Zach Harrison got some call outs from Quinn Temple over the big mic yeah. on a couple of occasions. Zach Harrison looks bigger. Oof and just as fast, et cetera. I mean, uh, it's gonna be an interesting fall. There's a couple guys to me that like look different. Baron Browning is one, and we saw it even yeah. in the interview process uh, on Thursday talking to him. He just seemed like a totally uh, much more relaxed, much more at peace with himself type of player. I don't know if it's because, you know, normally at a media scrum, we have 40 player or 40 media guys standing around one player and I guess that can probably feel a little overwhelming maybe it's just because he's you know sitting there by himself talking to a, a camera who knows but it seemed like Barron was much more comfortable Thursday than I've ever seen him and I want to interject he, I agree a hundred percent go ahead yeah and then I see him today and he looks way bigger he look he look he looks different um, uh, Justin Fields looks like he's a created f player on NCAA 14 like he's not a normal quarterback he doesn't look like what a quarterback looks like uh, the, the vegan diet's working yes i guess um and then let's let's wear this storyline out yeah, right away but then the other one i want to talk about is is all four of those freshman receivers because that they're yes. going to be sort of one of that those storylines is interwoven throughout the whole year because there's so many expectations on them they all look really good but they all look really different 
And Mookie Cooper, I'm telling you what, that dude, if you just... He's got some wiggle. That guy yes. is not going to be easy for people to track down. It's interesting. Like, I feel like, like Ed McMahon over here. Yes. Yes. I mean, you, <laughs> you started with Julian Fleming. You started over here with Mookie Cooper. And then, you know, I, I had to look, double check the roster. I'm like, 13, that's a grown man. I, I yeah. Somebody changed numbers. Oh, that's G. Scott. He looks like a senior. Uh, then then they go through one-on-ones and Jackson Smith and Jigwood with a one-handed grab. It's like all four of those guys are phenomenal talents. Now, I don't know yeah. exactly how many catches they're going to have, how many snaps they're going to play, but there is a role for all four well, of I want to tell you something. I'm watching Garrett Wilson though, lining up in that tight slot and stuff and, uh, and you know, replacing K.J. Hill in, in their minds. Sure. And I understand exactly what Ryan Day is thinking there because, you know, really, when you get right down to it, he's probably a faster uh, yeah. uh, he's an evolutionary KJ Hill. Evolutionary KJ Hill, and you can see that, and that's gonna that that that's another element of this offense. It's going to be different uh, this coming fall if they get to all those elements. And then of course Trey Sermon, you got to see him run around a little bit and stuff. Uh, uh, you know, I'm sure he missed being on the field last week with Oklahoma. <laughs> I think Oklahoma <laughs> missed him more yeah, than he missed, missed Trey Oklahoma. Sermon more than he missed the Sooners. Exactly, but I mean, it was yeah, it was it was fun. Sorry, I got it was a little fun to watch. Just a little excited over there. Um, Master Teague, and he led the line, so uh, that doesn't mean that that's the depth chart or anything like that. He's a, he's the veteran presence, veteran for the Buckeyes anyway. And, yeah. Um, the fact that he was out there to be the first one is still pretty remarkable to me because um, a March Achilles tear, and, and I know that they're all different, but we've seen this before with, with Justin Hilliard, Hilliard and Tuff Borland where they just weren't quite the same. Um you know, who knows? That they, we didn't see Master Seed get but, hit or taken to the ground, but yeah. even that he was participating, and we knew that he had been, but that's still put on full pads and run Yeah, six or seven months after an injury like that is pretty amazing. Well, like I talked with his dad, Dr. Corey Teig, you know, maybe a month and a half, two months ago on my podcast, the more time you can put between that and when you have to actually play again, this has really played into his favor yeah. uh, as far as that goes. And, you know, that, uh, Tough Borland brought it up the other day on the teleconference. I mean, you know, he didn't really get over that Achilles almost the entire year, and one of the reasons might have been because he probably tried to come back earlier than maybe, you know, he probably should have, yeah. but he still played. But, uh, yeah, the more time he can put between that, and we all know Master Teague's uh, possibility is just being that brute runner. Mm-hmm. And Trey Sermon, if he can add, you know, uh, some uh, topping to that, so to speak, it's going to be an interesting year. If Marcus Crowley, you know, is still up in the air, what, what his I situation is. I mean, he was is. out there, and that's, yeah. that's the, the good news is they were all out there. I mean, uh, from what I saw, as they started doing more drill stuff, Steel Chambers was taking the second reps ahead yeah. of Master T. But you, as you said, we don't know what these lines really mean. Like, all day long, C.J. Stroud was the second quarterback. So does that mean C.J. Stroud is the backup? I don't know, because Gunnar Hoke was actually taking reps behind Jack Miller. So does that mean squat? Who knows? I know that what we know is that C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller look physically like they belong in college. I mean, for two guys that a year ago were kind of on the smaller side, skinnier side, they looked like they put on some really solid weight. And you just wonder, as a quarterback, because it, there, we've talked a lot about how losing this spring hurts them uh, from a development standpoint. But in a way, getting this extra year to kind of just work out helps them from a physical standpoint. So maybe they'll be more ready to, to take a hit in college. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's the, long, yeah. the long-term benefit for C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller for their careers is that this entire year is free for them. Yeah. And they will get to play. There's no, there won't be any four-game redshirt situation. If, if they can get in six games or every game in November, then they'll be allowed to with no penalty. This, yeah. in some ways, sets Ohio State up, Ohio State up for the future quarterback 
much better than any other situation. Now it's not, it's still not ideal if Justin Fields were to go down. Uh, you know, the, the Gunner Hoke situation, I, I still don't believe that Ohio State is extremely comfortable putting him in the game. And C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller, even just looking physically the part out there, I wouldn't say that they're ready to be the number sure. two for a national championship team. So that's a really, in the short term, you still have to keep Justin Fields in a bubble and never touch him and make sure that he's ready to go. In the long run, for those two freshmen in particular, this is a big deal. Yeah. You know, and the other, you know, and you, you touched on it. Jack Miller looks like a different person to me. I mean, I mean, he, he looks taller than he did, <laughs> and definitely larger than he did. So, you know, that, that puts him in good stead. You know, jump jumping ahead. I mean, you know, I'm sitting there watching Pete Warner run around a little bit, and I'm just going, you know, this moving him to Will, as we talked about it in rapid reaction the other day, but. I think that's going to pay huge dividends. This is a guy with deep, deep savvy and when it comes to playing the game now because he's been all over the field when you think about it. You know, one of the stories I've got coming, you know, is it's interesting to me, like you brought up Baron Browning and uh, Tough Borland. Those are guys who have been here for a while, but you've got these other guys champing at the bit who want to play. And I've got a story coming on that later. But, you know, I don't know how you keep all those guys happy. What, what, what's your take? I mean – it's going to be an interesting fall for the linebacker. I think court. they're going to have to go because you got to take advantage of that of that ridiculous experience. Yeah, I think you'll have to just go talk to the Rushmen who've been dealing with this for five or six years, where you know Sam Hubbard and Jalen Holmes were becoming NFL draft picks and playing 25, 30 snaps a yeah. game. I mean, this is probably where that's heading for the linebackers. You know, I think Tough Borland has even hinted at that himself. That if you're looking for somebody a coverage linebacker. He's probably not going to be that guy. So you swap out and do someone who have somebody else who can bring that. Whether that's to Roger Mitchell or Dallas Gant, uh, I, I, you know, yeah. you just rotate. And I think that they understand that. Um, you know, Berman's talked about this before with with Gant and to Roger Mitchell and Tavon Pope. Like, if they weren't okay with that sort of role, they could have easily left. Yeah, by and now. they've had three think, years to leave. This and, year in particular yeah. would have been very easy to do so. Yeah, I think as a as a group. And I talked to B.B. Landers about this on Thursday night at Urban Meyer's Pint House when we were there for the weekend kickoff show. He said that he thinks Pete Werner is one of the most underrated players in college football. Not, not at Ohio State, yeah. but in college football. And I know he takes a lot of heat for some reason, but Pete Werner played in, that, in a remarkably good junior season. Yeah. Like, yes. And he's on track to be a top two or three round NFL draft pick. Especially now that he's up 245 pounds, I just, I just think that it's one of those situations. And I said it on Thursday after the, on the practice report. Then, like, the linebackers this year have to be the glue of the defense, and they haven't had to be the last few years. So, you're glad you have this depth of leadership, but you also want to make sure these guys are getting a chance to to play everywhere behind them. So, um, the Dallas Gans, the Trojan Mitchell, and I'm I'm going to keep banging the drum. I think Craig Young is the most athletic player on the defense. Uh, maybe outside of Zach Harrison, as far as like pure athlete. Wow. Um, no he look, he Cameron looks Martinez, like, sorry. Well, yeah. Wow. Well, we'll talk about my boy Cam. Cam looked good. Did <laughs> yeah. you see him? Oh, yeah. Cam looked good. He's getting comfortable there at the defensive back. Him? He's getting comfy. Oh, you'll I wasn't see him. allowed to You'll look. see him in the photo gallery. Look away. Uh, but, uh, no, I think Craig Young is just – I think he might be the most athletic player on the defense. And we're still not sure how – or if we'll see him. You know what all of this conversation has, has reinforced is the fact that I keep telling everybody this is as deep a roster as I've ever covered at Ohio State. I'm not saying uh, if people misconstrue that. I yeah. mean, I'm not saying that this is the most outstanding players I've ever seen there. Orlando Pace has still not been duplicated in my mind, right. et cetera. But it just a depth that we're talking about just at the linebacker spots is an example of what I'm talking about of like outstanding 
guys that you think if they got a chance or two to play would really stand out. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. And, uh, you know, like you brought up in a, in a story the other day, and we're talking about it, the only question mark you've really got about this defense in my mind, because I think they're going to find five or six guys that can play in the secondary on a consistent, yeah. good basis, is that middle part of the defensive front. Yeah. I mean, you know, as much as we like Tommy Togia and and these guys, they haven't really been the fellows yet. Well, Teron Vincent's been incapable of staying exactly. healthy. He, he's a guy who's not here today because he's had another uh, arm issue. Yeah. You know, you just don't know who fits that gap. And, and it's not like in previous years where you had a big defensive end that could almost mirror as a three-tech where you had, I mean, going back to like Adolphus Washington even. Or right. The way that uh, Jalen Holmes got moved inside, the way Nick Bosa were playing. We don't, that, this roster doesn't really have that guy. I think Tyler Friday is that guy personally. He could be. He might end up being that guy. He might need to be that guy. I don't know that physically, I mean, he's not in that 280 range. All right. The Jay Sean Cornell types. I mean, he's a 255, 260 pound defensive end. So uh, it's going to require some uh, flexibility from Larry Johnson that I don't think we've had to see because they do need somebody to step up in that that middle. And uh, it's not going to happen with probably um, Darion Henry Young or or Jacoby Cowan yet. Now, does Ty Hamilton step up into that role? I mean, I don't know. Somebody's going to have to to emerge. But here's what's going to come. I mean, uh, it might not be Nebraska, but Penn State's going to probe there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Michigan State's going to probe there. Michigan, for sure, will. They're, you know, their test is coming. You think it was just a coincidence that that flex period started and the Nebraska highlights were up? I mean, I don't. I don't think. I don't believe in coincidences <laughs> oh, okay. anymore. I believe in Coinky Dink. It's, it was funny. I was just sitting there watching it. They were stretching. Nebraska highlights are up there, and it's crazy to think. You, you see Chase Young. I see a Jordan Fuller making an interception. You see J.K. Dobbins, K.J. Hill, Austin Mack, Ben Victor making plays. They're all up there. Okuda. It's like, man, boy, that's, a, that's a lot of talent that team lost. And then you look at the field and you're like, oh, they're going to be just fine. Yeah. Forget about all that. Recruiting matters. Yeah, it sure does. Stars matter, too, I think. Uh, this is a practice report. It was brought to you by Byers Auto. That's Tim May and Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. A lot more coverage just a couple weeks away from being back here in this building uh, to see a real game. And uh, they won't kick us out. Uh, before the pads start actually flying around. That'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that, and we'll have a lot of coverage at Letterman Row. Until then, we'll see you next time.